hopefully I pray the Lord will use this to really bless and strengthen you in a mighty way. And thank you for being my wonderful family. Today, I want to talk to you about not being a prisoner of circumstances. Because God, through his word today, is going to show us how to press in, how to be free from the things around us, and press into his blessed promises and receive them and receive them. Lord, I thank you for your word. Open our eyes that we might behold wondrous things out of your word today. I give you all the praise, and God's people said, Amen. Psalm 108, verse 13, to begin with. Psalm 108, verse 13, through God we shall do valiantly. Through God, not without him, through the Lord, we will do valiantly. It is he, it is he that shall tread down our enemies, because we cannot do it for our in Philippians chapter 4, a very familiar portion of scripture to all of us, but I want you to see it again because you know the Bible says faith comes by hearing, by continual hearing. I can do all things through Christ, not by myself. I can do all things through Jesus only that strengthens me. I love what Paul says in 2 Corinthians and verse 3. And I want you to make sure to write all these beautiful scriptures down because I believe the Lord will use them in your life to bless you. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves. In other words, we can't do anything on our own. Our sufficiency is of God. So when you read these amazing scriptures, Psalm 108, 13, Philippians 4, 13, 2 Corinthians 3, 5, it says one thing. We have one message. Only God can do it. Only through him we overcome. So we have to press into his word. We have to believe his word. We have to live in the spirit and live by faith. I have faced more trials probably than some of you, maybe many of you. And I've learned over time only faith in the Lord, faith in God. In other words, when his faith becomes alive in me, that I could conquer and be at peace with my trials and situations. 51 years as a Christian, I've learned a lot of lessons about faith about not allowing my circumstances to keep me in as a prisoner. You break out of these places when God begins to show himself strong to you and through you. So, the Bible is clear on faith. Let's talk about faith. I think it's very important because we have to understand, I'm going to make it as simple as I can. Faith is not mental. Faith is a person. His name is Jesus. He is our faith. And he becomes reality when we are in, in his presence, when we seek him. He becomes reality 
when we fellowship with him. You know, it says it is impossible to please God without faith. But people seem to always ignore the next thing it says. He is a rewarder of them that seek him. So on one hand, it's impossible to please God without faith. On the other hand, he rewards those that seek him, not faith. So a lot of people seek faith and get nothing. But when we seek the Lord, ah, faith comes. Jesus is on the boat with his disciples. He's asleep. The storm hits. They get up. Lord, they wake him up. Lord, we're, we're, we're about to perish. And he says, what is your faith? Like, am I not here? Did you leave it on the shore? Did it drown in the sea? I'm here. All is well. As long as the Lord is there, because when, when they said, Lord, we're about to perish, he said, where is your faith? He, he was saying, where, where am I? I'm right here with you. So God's presence, God's presence is the key. And God's presence permeates our being as we fellowship with him day by day, hour by hour. Now, that doesn't mean our problems will vanish. It just means we will overcome them. We will not allow these problems to keep us in as prisoners. I'm talking to someone right now who is bound to their circumstance, a prisoner to a problem. You can, you can be free from it. I've had more problems most likely than you have. Believe me, I've been there. You can be free from that problem. Now, the Bible says something very, very powerful. In James 4.2, it says, you have not because you ask not. What that means is, faith is not faith until we pray it. Faith is not faith until we are in communion with God. So now that faith comes alive in us. And it's not mental faith. It's the presence of the Lord himself. It's overcoming through him, through our God, through our God, we shall do valiantly. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul says my sufficiency is not in myself, it's in the Lord. He is the one who takes care of me and working through me and living through me and overcoming through me. I have just to get myself into the place where his presence is. Come into his proximity. You know, the Bible talks about how the people followed the Lord and he healed them. It says, and they followed him and he healed them. That's proximity. In other words, they were close enough to touch him, close enough for him to heal them. Well, you can't be healed if you're away from the Lord, if you're far from the Lord. Only those in proximity to where he is can be touched by the Lord. So we get into his presence. So you, you face a problem, okay? Don't try to fight it. Get into the presence of God. It doesn't take long to talk to Jesus. Now, in the presence of God, give him time. Give him time to manifest himself to you through his word, through his word. Because when you're in his presence with your Bible open, reading his word, and you're in fellowship with him, it just 
so easy now to get in the presence of God as we see his blessed word where he's speaking to us. So faith is not faith until you pray it. But you can't pray it without seeing the promises, reading the promises, spending time with the Lord, spending time in his word. Number two, faith is not faith until you expect it. And in the presence of the Lord, we always have expectation. David made a very powerful statement in Psalm 5. Look, look with my adversary. He says, my voice shall thou hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning will I direct what? My prayer unto thee, and then I will look up. In other words, you can't look up without being in the presence of God. It's the presence of God that allows you to look up, to expect. Expectation is the result of prayer. So faith is not faith till you pray it, and faith is not faith till you expect it. So expectation is the result of prayer. You are in the presence of the Lord. And like David said, my voice you'll hear in the morning. In the morning, I will direct my prayer to you and look up. I can't look up without that. And faith is not faith until we act, until we act. A great scripture, and I'm going to explain it because it's happened to me. So let's go, let's go to First Chronicles 22. First Chronicles 22, okay? And I'm going to read, I'm going to read verse 16 of that portion. And I want you to pay attention to one part of it, okay? So let me just read the whole thing. It says, of the gold, the silver, and the brass, and the iron, there is no number. Arise, therefore, here's the part, section B of that verse. Arise, therefore, and be doing, and then the Lord will be with thee. So faith is not going to be released. Power will not be released. The problem will not go until you are doing. Arise, therefore, and be doing, and the Lord will be with thee. Now, when I began preaching, I was 21 years old. I used to stutter, and I was invited suddenly the same day. I was sharing my story with a man named Stan Phillips and his wife Shirley in Oshawa, Canada, and they said, would you come and uh, tell us your testimony? They, they had a fellowship group called Shiloh that they were a part of in Oshawa, Canada, outside Toronto. Well, you can just imagine, I'm thinking, how can I even speak to the people there? I can't even talk to these people. I was stuttering for a long time. It took forever to say what I want to say. So now I'm sitting there wondering, it's going to be a disaster. I can't even think about speaking. I walked from my seat to the pulpit, probably the longest walk I ever took. <laughs> it was only like five feet, six feet away. And just when I opened my mouth, I mean, when I opened my mouth, the power of God hit me. And I was healed. And I'm thinking, you know, God did not heal me while I was sitting down. God did not heal me when I was walking towards the pulpit. God did not heal me when I stood there. God healed me when I opened my mouth. So I had to be doing, arise, be doing. The Lord is with you when you do it. 
and, and crusade after crusade after crusade. The Enoni never came till I got up there. Only when I got up on that platform, the Enoni came upon me. And sometimes I could hardly wait to get up there, knowing when I got up there, I want to sense the anointing. So I didn't sense the anointing in the hotel. I didn't sense the anointing in the car. The second I got up on that platform, God anointed me. So I learned over and over, you have to act. You have to do it. You have to arise and live your faith. Walk your faith. Don't just wait for feelings to help you or something, whatever, or you're waiting for someone to talk to you. No, no. You just do it. And, and the Bible tells us something powerful. Faith has a destination. Whenever real faith, and this is how you get out of your circumstance. This is how you're no longer a prisoner to your trouble. Faith has a destination. Whenever real faith is being exercised, it's in the heart. It's not the mind. It's not mental. It's not mental. The, uh, the, the problem is people make Mistakes believing it's something they have to convince themselves mentally. No, real faith happens when Jesus is there. When the presence of Jesus is there. It comes alive in your heart. In your, so it says in Romans 10.10, 10, with the heart man believes. With the heart man, man believes. Unto. Unto means destination. Unto salvation. And it's the word of God. It's, I'm telling you, precious people, if people don't know the Bible, there will be no reality in their life. They will never be free from the troubles of life. So Proverbs, and this is so incredible, very, very important. Thank you, Jesus, for your precious word. Thank you, Jesus, for your precious word. I give you praise. Let me just go with you to Proverbs, and let's look at just an amazing portion. So Proverbs 4 20. I think I said Proverbs 20. I meant to say Proverbs 4.20. So Proverbs 4, chapter 4, verse 20. Attend, my son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, meaning protect them. They are life unto those that find them. Health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. You have to protect what God gives you. Out of it are the issues of life. Put away from you a forward mouth or a deceitful tongue and, perver and perverse lips. Put far, because that can kill our faith. When we say wrong things, we kill it all, you know. Let your eyes look right on. Let your eyelids look straight before you. Ponder the path of, of your feet. And don't turn to the right hand or the left. Why? Stay going straight towards God's promises, towards God's word. So he begins by saying to you, attend, like pay attention to the word. Incline means bend. Bend your spiritual ear, your inner ear. There is an inner, we all have an inner ear, you know, spiritual ear. Bend that toward the Bible. Don't let the word of God depart from your eyes. Keep the word in your heart. How can God remind you of things that he said, unless you know it, unless you've memorized it, unless you've read it. So this is so important because faith is alive through the, through the scriptures. It comes alive. The presence of God gets hold of you. I've been there many times. So have you. 
But I'm talking today because I want to remind you, we are facing so dangerous, such dangerous days, such dangerous things happening out there. Only our faith can overcome the world, the Bible says, and the troubles around us. So, that is so important. I love what Isaiah 59 says. I know it's a long portion, but you really need to read this for yourself when you have time. Just go through it again. But Isaiah 59, beginning at verse, oh, thank you, Jesus, for your love. Beginning at verse 21, then we go through, you know, chapter 60. As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. This is verse 21 of Isaiah 59. My spirit that is upon thee, my words which I put in your mouth, shall not depart out of your mouth, nor out of the mouth of your children, or children's children, saith the Lord from henceforth and forever. And then you read, Arise, shine, for your light is come. Then the glory of the Lord will come upon you, and so forth and so on. So you got to put both together. I think those that divided that chapter really began in the wrong place because they, they should have started with the last verse of Isaiah 59. My word is in your mouth. Then you can arise and shine. Then you can, you can see the glory of God come, you know, falling on your life. So it's all about action. The word of God fills us and we take a step out. And as we do, we arise and shine. So in Isaiah 59, 21, I'm putting my word in you. Now arise and shine because the word causes that to happen to you. I hope this is helping you. So it's not about reason agreeing with emotions. This is where people make the, 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 the mistake. It's, it's not my reason that agrees with my emotions. That's not faith. Faith has nothing to do with reason or emotions. So, okay, you know, I can figure it out and I feel good about it. That's not faith. That's not faith. A lot of people work with, I can, you know, I, I'm, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it, and if I don't feel it, I don't do it. Well, that's not faith. Often you don't feel anything. You just step out. <laughs> I didn't feel anything when I was sitting in that chair in, in Oshawa. I didn't feel anything coming on that platform till I got up there. Moses stood and saw the Red Sea. He sure didn't feel anything. He was on the floor praying. God says, get up, stretch that rod. The children of Israel had to step into the river Jordan. They didn't feel nothing till they got in. And I'm talking to someone who really, really needs to hear this. So now, let's talk just, 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 just before I say, I say goodbye. Let's talk about obstacles. Like why do, do people not see it? Because of reason. There's no miracles because they try to figure the thing out. How will God do it? I don't know how it's going to happen. They, they just have no faith. It's all about mental figuring it out, reasoning it out, trying it out. And then people mistake hope for faith. No, no. Hope is for tomorrow. Faith is for today. I can't live by hope. It's, yeah, it's important to have hope, but hope is, is about future. Hope is not about present. And sometimes we need something now, not tomorrow. You need it immediately. And then, bang, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. 
there'll be an explosion of life, an explosion of faith in your life. So, hope is mental. In fact, in, in first, let's look at it, First Thessalonians uh, 5 and verse 8. It says, hope is in the mind. Let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. So hope is mental. We still need hope, but it's not faith. And faith is always in the heart. Romans 10.10, I showed you that earlier. So, but we need hope because hope keeps keeps faith alive, but faith keeps me alive. So I need hope because at least hope keeps my faith alive, even though it's tomorrow, at least keeps it alive. But my faith keeps me alive. So we need hope. Hope keeps faith alive, but I don't see faith yet. You know, it's, 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 it's not happening. But when that hope becomes faith, ah, then I live. It keeps me alive. So reason is what hinders the power of God. Hope hinders the power of God when it should be faith. Number three, number three, when people ignore the word of God, then they're going to have real trouble. So those who don't know the Bible, I showed you earlier, it's all about scripture. David said, quicken me in your word. Quicken me, Lord. It's only your word that quickens me. So, so when, when, when people don't know what the, what the Bible says, what the Bible has promised, then there's, there's no way they can walk by faith. They, they're going to walk by sight. So the Bible, the word, faith comes by hearing the word, Romans 10. 10. But when, when, when people don't know what the, what, what the word says, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hindrance. So we walk by faith, not by sight, not by experience. Experience is not faith. Experience is not faith. You can't go on what happened in your walk with God. Say, well, God will do it again that way. No. It's a new day. Demanding new faith. It's a new hour. New manna, new bread. So in 1 John 5, 4 and 5, it says our, our faith overcomes. Our faith overcomes the world. Our faith overcomes our enemies. Our faith overcomes our circumstances. I've had moments when I faced real challenges. I remember one, one of them, when the news media was doing a big story on me. And one of my staff members named Larry, he said, they're gonna destroy you tonight. I said, no, they won't. Because I had prayed that morning. I said, no, they won't. I said, do you remember what Gamaliel said? If a work be of God, no, no one can destroy it. I said, the news media cannot dis dis destroy me. The only one who can destroy me is myself. I stop walking with God, I'm gone. 
48 years now, over 48 years, I look back at my life and I remember moments when it looked bad. It didn't look good. But God came through for me every single time and he will come for, through for you today. That's why I'm talking to you. What the Lord has done for me, he'll do for you. He is not a respecter of persons. You have to trust him. Trust and obey. There is no other way to be happy and victorious in Jesus but to trust and obey. That's an old, beautiful song we used to sing at church when, when, when I got saved. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. When we do his good will, his word, he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. Trust, that's faith, and obey. There is no other way to be happy, victorious in Jesus, free in Jesus. But when you trust and obey, now you need to live that. Somebody really needs this message today. You need to just walk into that place in faith. Only God knows what you're facing. I don't. You know, and the Lord knows. But I can tell you, only faith will work in your condition and situation. Nothing will work except faith in God. So spend time today in the Word. Get, get into the presence of God and worship Him. Your faith will rise out of you beautifully and powerfully, and you'll just start moving towards your miracle. Let me pray with you, Lord. What you've done for me, do for them. Lord, the victories you have shown me, show them. And I agree with each one of them, Lord, today. They will be free from that prison called circumstances. They will be free from the challenges they're facing, the problems they're facing. Yes, Lord, set them free today from all the chaos. Let peace reign, your peace, your peace, reign in their life, in Jesus' glorious name. And God's people said, amen. A lady I'm talking to, the doctor told you recently you have cancer. There's a greater name than cancer, Jesus. Just one name is greater than cancer, Jesus. Lord, healer, I pray. Joanna, that's your name, Joanna. Lord, just give me your name. I wasn't even expecting it. Heal Joanna, Lord, today. Heal everyone who's calling on your name right now, Jesus. Your name is higher than any other. And Lord, I pray you'd heal your people today and set them free from that problem or that sickness or that bondage in Jesus' glorious name. Amen and amen. Expect your healing, Joanna. It's coming. It's time now to sow into the work of the Lord. It's time to faithfully give to the Lord's work. Because when you sow financial seed, God will guarantee the harvest. If you're facing a financial need, sow a financial seed. Act out your faith if you need a financial miracle. 
I've always said if you need a spiritual miracle, you act spiritually. If you need a physical miracle, you act physically. If you need a financial miracle, you act financially. Like when, when people are saved, you know, they have to pray. They, they act spiritually. They come to an altar and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Forgive me. That's an act, but it's spiritual. When someone is healed, they have to do something physically. Jesus said, get up and walk. You have to do something physically to be healed. Or you stretch your hands like I ask you and pray, or put your hand on your body. That's an act of faith. So a financial miracle demands a financial act. That's when you sow seed. And then the, the miracle happens. So Lord, bless them financially as they act upon your promises. I give you praise, glory, and honor for the harvest. Thank you for the harvest. Amen. Much love. I'll see you again tomorrow. Be blessed today, and all is well. I want you to say it. All is well, and to Jesus be the glory. Much love. I'll see you again. Bye-bye.